0: Thank you, lady and gentlemen. Thanks for doing that. What a cool thing to see the gifts you know, at work. Uh, so my name's Will. If we didn't get a chance to meet, I'm, I'm the pastor here. Hopefully we get a chance to say hello before you leave today. Uh, we are typically going through a book of the Bible. So in between books, we've tackled some topical issues, most of which came through uh, suggestion box that we put up here. So today, you know, I figure, we figured we weren't going, talking serious enough, like hard-hitting. So we thought we'd dial it back a little bit, you know, do something fun like gossip. What do you think? Gossip? <laughs> Comfortable? Another feel-good sermon? Uh, let's just pray. Father, I pray for this time that you would lead our conversation, Lord, and just lead us. I pray that this would help. And, and Holy Spirit, I just pray you are the great teacher and no matter what I say, if you're not here, if you don't take it and bring it into the hearts of every believer that you inhabit and teach them and walk through them, nothing will happen. And if you don't overcome us, Lord, and, and Spirit, if you don't come into our presence and, and call us to you and, and save us um, through the sacrifice and our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, none of it matters. So I pray that everyone would come to faith in you, Jesus, and that we would walk out that faith everywhere we go pray that in your name. Amen. So gossip. Uh, Anyone here never heard of that word before? You have like an idea, whether right or wrong. Let me give you a scripture. There's a bunch of scripture. I I can tend to overdo scripture, but I figure Jesus won't be mad if I give you too much Bible, right? Probably if I give you not enough to be mad. Uh, Romans 1, verse 29. Just so that you know All these go on YouTube, so if there's a slide, what was that slide again that Will had up there? You can go back onto the YouTube video, pause it, make that note, use your Bible at home to take a look at it, and really sort of meditate on that and consider that. So if you're part of the email list, too, Josh has been sending recaps that include the slide presentation on it. So if you're part of the email list, you'll get those, those recaps of the sermon, too. So let's, let's get into the, what it says here. Romans 1, verse 29. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness. Unrighteousness, is that bad or good? Bad, bad right? Okay, not the right, not the right way. So we're filled with that. Evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malicious. This is a bad list, right? Bad list, bad things. We don't want to be these things. But then it throws this in there. They are gossips slanderers haters of God it goes on to say a few things but then verse 32 it picks up and it says though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die they not only do them but give approval to those who practice them well Will why would you capitalize and underline certain words well what you end up finding, we can go through a bunch of other verses in the scripture, but a lot of times when Paul or, or Peter or someone else mentions this or James, any type of gossip, it tends to have a friend. And its friend is, is slander. It comes right next to it. They, they hang out in these verses together. And so slander sounds like a really, as a matter of fact, there's, litig- there's, there's litigation that one can go with to, to prevent slander from happening, but gossip is encouraged And actually, some people's careers are all about gossip, right? But these are, they're like these cousins that hang out together, and we love one, and then we talk bad about the other. But in the end, if you look at what the scripture is saying, what Paul is telling to the Christians in Rome is, listen, if you do these things, when you're a gossiper, a slander, you're really a hater of God. And though you know that God doesn't like it, you continue not only to do it, but you practice it. You keep trying to get better at it. And, and the punishment for that is you deserve to die. Well, we could explore that scripture most of our lives, probably unpacking each one of those words. But ultimately, I want us to agree that gossip is a big deal. As a matter of fact, I was just reading through things this week, and one commentary, a man said, he had many, many years' experience in church, and he says, you know, I never saw things like adultery really melt down at church. I mean, a pastor would fall, but adultery, certain sins that we would categorize as really bad, don't do those. They wouldn't melt down at church, but gossip sure has and sure continues to. The slandering and the gossiping that, that destroys friendships and, and relationships, the scripture says, it's dangerous but it's sort of our favorite church pastime. Okay, what's the word gossip? So I put the Greek word up there. Um, so three and the Greek definition, this is the word that we're translating gossip. It shows up in Romans and 2 Corinthians and a couple of the other ones here. But ultimately, it actually literally means like a whisper. Like, it's kind of like, I don't want you to hear what I'm, I'm saying because I know it's wrong. It's just this whisper. It also can mean a slander, which really the word slander means backbite. It's the utterance of a false charge or misrepresentation which defame and damage another's reputation. And then detractor is another word that's used to do that. A detractor is one who detracts, right? Thank you, dictionary. Um, One who detracts or takes away or injures the good name of another. One who attempts to disparage or belittle the worth or honor of another. So what you have here is we've got like gossip, right? Which is this whisper. It's this sharing other people's information and, and slander, which saying things about other people that is not true. So really, you can have, I'm speaking the truth about you out of turn, and that's gossip. I'm speaking a lie about you out of turn. That's slander, to hurt you, and I try to detract from you by shaming your name and making people around you think I'm better than you. You seen that? Have you seen that play out around you? Yeah, you, can hurt others. you can hurt others. I've done these things. Done these things. And so have you. Well, why? You know, why why bring it up? Well, ultimately, you see, my responsibility, my hope, guys, is that we can practice righteousness, that we can practice what God practiced, what he was about, what, what Jesus, God. Son of God took human form. What he did, what he walked out, that we can be like that. And everywhere that we go, we become a witness of how good God is. We become people not that gossip more or slander more or say more things out of turn, but people who do that less. And by that, everywhere that we go, people will be able to trust us and see there's something different about us in a positive way. Another definition You heard of a pastor, John Piper? He's been at this longer than I've been alive. So he said this. Here's his definition, which I thought was really cool, of gossip. He says, derogatory information about someone that you have that is shared with others in a tone of confidentiality, right, the whisper, that is not motivated by doing good to them and that you are enjoying in a way that shows your heart is not humble. (laughs) I like that, right? That's very true. So it's derogatory, it's negative, which I think you see that. And it's about someone else, it's not about you, it's not necessarily first-hand information. And you're sharing with other people in such a way, in such a tone, you're like, I know I'm not supposed to tell you this, but I'm going to anyway. And the reason that you do it, it's not motivated by a good heart. Like, the inside of you is not in a good place when you're doing that. And you're actually sickly enjoying it. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20. This one I did New American Standard because I just like to mess with the people who are so worried about versions of the Bible. So I'll tell you about a website that tells the Greek. You can just go there. It doesn't matter what version you have. Uh, verse 20. For I am afraid that perhaps when I come... So let me pause there before I... I should probably say that. This is a le- from a letter to Christians in Corinth. Who wrote the letter? Paul, right? Okay, so Paul's writing to the, the church at Corinth. I'm afraid perhaps when I come, I might find you to be not what I wish and may be found by you to be not what you wish, that perhaps there will be strife, jealousy, anger, tempers, disputes, slanders. doesn't say that. Gospel, gossip arrogance, and disturbances. He says, not what I wish. Well, think about that. Paul's like, okay, I'm going to come back, and we've been absent, right? We've been talking through these letters, and you have an expectation of me, and I have a hope for you. And he said, it's not what I... I'm hoping when I come back that you're not disappointed in me, and I'm not disappointed in you. And I think I could echo that. Like, my hope is, if I'm going to invest my life walking this out with you guys, as your pastor, my hope is... I wish for you to change. And I wish I don't disappoint you. I hope I don't disappoint you in that you see me change. Not that that I myself or anyone on this platform is up here with a microphone because we've arrived. But that we are brave enough to step forward and try to change ourselves. And so Paul is saying this. I want to see that you're changing. And I'm worried what I'll see is I'll come back and you won't be any different and you'll still be engaging in these things that you shouldn't be engaging in. And so it it brings us back to this truth and I think it gives me an opportunity to go to basics because so much of this is basic. We love to complicate it, right? Can we talk about prophecy? Can we talk about... End times prophecy. Can we talk about social issues? Can we talk about that? We've got to come back to this base. Brandy and I are talking about that too. It's like, oh man, if we really trusted God, everything else would fall into place, right? We use different words, but but ultimately, if we really trust God, everything would fall into place. And so my wish for you, and I have an opportunity to say this, is that if I, or we, right, become aware that we're going the wrong way, Does that make sense what I mean by that? I become aware what I'm doing is not working. It's just just not working. It's not creating life and joy and love. It's not reflecting the Savior that I have. I mean, some of you guys were actually singing today like you were saved. That was cool. Right? As opposed to that you were tired. That was cool. Right? We were getting excited like something good happened to us. Something good did happen to us. And we forget. I forget. If we become aware, we'll... You don't need to say that. I'm aware what I'm doing, I'm going the wrong way. The whole point that Jesus came to say is you're going the wrong way, let me show you a better way. I want you to change your mind, change the direction you were going. And we put a church word on it called repentance, right? To repent, to change your mind, change your direction. And, and it's become this word that says, I'm really sorry, you don't want to be a good person. No. What it is is saying, I realize now I was stupid. I made an error. I don't want to keep walking that way. I want to go a different way. Change my mind. And then also the encouragement, where you are going the right way, keep doing it. And the church word for that is faithful. Ultimately, here's a reality. Last week, I mentioned this. And the words, I could probably chose better words, but I'm not that smart. So in one way, there's the way that things should be. This is God's way. He has a way for everything. The challenge is um, to accept his way and to do it. But he has a way for everything. That's the way it should be. But then ultimately, because we live in this world with so many different variables, there's things that this is the way it is. And a Christian is like, I'm always trying to shift my what is closer to what it should be. Make sense? As a Christian, I'm like, okay, this is what is, and I'm working on trying to make my life more look like what it should be. But instead, we've we've shifted it. We've left our life where it is, and we've taken everyone else around us, and we try to pull them into what should be. And that's not what God intended. And a lot of times we use words. And that's why you have verses like this. The words that we say are so important. Proverbs 18:21. Here's a popular one for you. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love will eat its fruit. Does that mean like the tongue is like a weapon like it stabs you like some sci-fi movie? What's it mean when it says that tongue? Words. Words? You guys agree? Words? Okay. Yeah, so the words that we're saying, and here's how it works. It's crazy because God made us to be social beings and put us together. As a matter of fact, he even came up with this thing called marriage, and he gives little people to immature, bigger people, and then we got to raise them. It gets messy, and then we all hang out together. It gets really messy. So in the end... When it's all said and done, and some of you are old enough where you're there now, where you're like, I really don't care what other people think. Okay? Now, what should be, right back to that other point, what should be is I should only care what God thinks about me. What is, not quite there yet. So the words that people in my life say have impact on me. They have the ability to give life and to lift up or to bring death and to tear down. And the closer you are to me, right? So it just, it, it goes deeper. Some of you guys have a power. Then my wife has a greater power because she's very close to me. I have siblings and parents here who have a great ability to lift or wound me. and My kids can do that. Certain friends. So you can see when we start to use our words to tear people down how destructive that is. Do you see it? Now, let's talk a little bit about types of gossip. Well, first of all, gossip is often used to put down someone or to turn others against them. Well, there you go. You make a good point. So the truth about it is gossip, it doesn't delineate whether what you're saying is true or a lie. If I am sharing truth about somebody to another person, that's really none of my business, in order to put them in a negative light... To turn you against, him, or in turn, as you said, Chris, lift myself up. Like, I might be bad, but Chris is worse. You've seen this guy, right? We do that. The danger of speaking up, right? Then I'll turn it back on. Um, so that, that's often. Have you seen that? Have you guys seen it? Have you done it? Right? Did you do Very carefully. Yeah, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate that. Did you do it today? Maybe, right? Anyone have in your life, well, you know, so and so's husband or wife. Well, you should see him. He's. Did it again, right? I don't want to put those things into practice. Here's another verse for you Proverbs 26, verse 22. The words of a whisperer, it's the same word as gossip, translated. Are like, a delicious, are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. And it says it once again also in Proverbs uh, 18.8. Proverbs, Proverbs it says the same thing too. Interesting. What's that make you think of when you read that? What do you picture? The words of a whisper are like a morsel, delicious morsel. What's that? You say chocolate chips? Did I hear you say that? That, yeah, right? Like chocolate. That's one way. Like, I mean, do you know that feeling like you put chocolate in your mouth, it starts to melt and it like, goes down your throat a little bit? I mean, it's like that. It's like, you got a secret? I love secrets, right? Like you take it in and you're like, oh, wow. And it just, it kind of goes in and it melts and it just goes down to every part of your body. Anyone bold enough to admit that I know what that means? I know what that feels like? I mean, come on. We always want to know about every single famous person. Like, our phones are complete with that. My son's always got some kind of information about a random basketball player and what his dad did when he was growing up, and you're like, wow, it's just like half of what we do, right? Like, I have antenna TV, and I think all that's on there is just shows like that where they're gossiping about somebody, and they're getting paid more than you to do that. National Enquirer, yeah. You're dating yourself by saying that, because now all of it is that. Everything is that. That used to just be one thing, but now. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So here's another one. So first of all, there's this kind of gossip, right, like where it's like, I, I want to hurt you, but then there's the other type of gossip, and it really comes from our pride, which is, it's like, I like knowing something that others don't know, Right? And what's funny is in church it's bad. It's like the prayer request thing, right? Like, who knows more about that sick person? It's like this competition to see who knows more. And I'm like, oh, man, what are we doing sometimes, you know? But I get that you want to be in the know. You want to know more information. It makes you feel special, smart, observant in the know. You can be proud of yourself that you're a good secret keeper. Like if they could only gossip just to me, you know, then maybe I'll stop the chain, or maybe I'll just tell my spouse, and then we'll end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that was true, <laughs> if that was true, it's almost like I think about the first time my wife and I went to dinner after you had your first kid. You know, and you're all like in insanity, and all you've been focused on is that, and you go to dinner, and you're like. Um, you have like nothing about yourself to talk about, it's just your kid. Well, it's like that throughout life. Like, okay, we're all together. Who's not here? Who should we talk about? Right? right? Like, isn't that how lunch goes sometimes, right? So, I mean, I say that and, and I'm laughing, but it's a serious matter. But I think we have to be honest because ultimately, you see, what, what I feel I've lost as your pastor is giving you a great purpose. Where we've gotten really wrong is to think Will and Brandy have a great purpose because they're the pastors. And Ellie and Katrina have a great purpose because leading the worship ministry, right? And this person has this great purpose because leading women's ministry. But it's like every believer has a great purpose and everyone is going out into every nook and cranny of the world as a witness and in their own homes. And some of you need to treat the people in your homes differently with your words. Well, we all do. It's I do. But we also need to handle this differently. And I need you. I need your help. I need you to be honest about it. I I want us to change collectively. That's that's my heart for this. So Timothy, you want to say something? The best best people to gossip about are those who are hurting. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're already down, it's easier to kick. You don't pull a muscle or anything. Yeah, it's easier to do that. 1 Timothy 5.13. So this time, right? Another letter, similar thing. Besides that, they learned to be idlers, going about from house to house. Who who are they that he's talking about? Do you remember from context? What is it? No. Well, he's talking about he's talking about the widows, the women, right? The older women. I don't mean to pick on you, but if you go to any church, there's a lot of folks that are retired age, right? And the same could be said for, for men and women, but they're talking about widows and, and older women. And, and besides that, they're learning to be idlers, right? Because kids are grown, if their husband's gone. They go about from house to house, right? They have a small group is what it's saying. And they have tea and coffee. And they, they're, they're also gossips and busybodies saying what they should not say. And the same could be said for men, Right? Especially now, because you understand something. Certain cultures before us spent so much of the energy and time each day simply finding a place to be protected from the elements and then finding food to sustain their family. So that was like all the energy you had in a day at a point in time. But, but our culture right progressed to the point where we can sit around and think about things like math and science and silliness and about your business. We have all this time now, men and women both. And so we do this, we'll gather with no real intent other than just to talk about things. Yeah. It's about people who have a problem, okay. You ask a good question. So if we're talking about, we're we're gossiping because there's a problem. So we're talking about a person that we see is their problem and you're really kind of, Kind of jumping ahead in that. Yeah, they're vulnerable because there's a problem. There's an issue going on. And the question is our heart, are we coming alongside to help them? Or are we criticizing or insulting them? We're hurting them. them. Uh, Now, let me add another word to the mix. We talked about slanderers and gossips. And really simply, you can kind of see that I'm slandering you when I'm intentionally telling lies. Where when I'm gossiping, I could be telling the truth, but I have no business telling the other people the truth. Does that make sense? Now you've got a third party here, which is the busybodies. It's a different word, and the definition is it's busy about trifles and neglectful of important matters, especially busy about other folks' affairs. A busybody, meddlesome. I should turn around so I'm not looking at anyone in particular, but hey, does anyone, anyone feel like this? And Do you see it systematically, right? Because we put a hierarchy of people, and this is really bad in the church, I've noticed as the pastor. Because everyone wants me to know everyone's business. And although that can be, I see that can be important at times, I think we've gotten it so wrong. It's like, if I'm not in their life, I don't need to know their business. Just because I talk to them. But the problem is, Christians have lost our true call and purpose, which is to live our faith everywhere that we go. So if you want me to pray for your neighbor's cousin's dog or whatever, I probably won't. But I mean, you could ask me, to be honest with you. I'll just be honest with you, I won't. Uh, but... But you should because you know them. But in this, we just feel like, okay, in the name of God, I'm going to pray for them so now I can meddle in their business. It's like everyone 20 years or older that's single, they're always telling me, every church, not just this one, I'm talking about every church everywhere, it's like, yeah, tons of people trying to set me up all the time. I don't want a wife right now. I don't want a husband right now. It's like we're meddling. We think we're helping, but we're meddling. So then you have this. This sort of brings up what, how I would put it. This is gossip as a pastime because of the downtime and idleness of our culture. I mean, we've even wrestled with that in small groups, right? Guys that I've been part of, we're like, okay, well, are we starting to get to a gossip point here? Like, uh, We want to update everyone on what's going on in life, but where is that seemingly impossible line to navigate. See, we like to talk about others' lives because we don't have anything entertaining to say about ours. And once again, I think that's sort of a purpose problem again. I think, I think, I mean, it's easy to say for maybe a, a younger person who's who's got kids at home, tons of activities or a, a career they're just starting, but what if I what if the ship sailed, my kids are grown, I'm retired? What do I do about that? Well, we'll, we'll get there, but let me, let me ask you this question. Is it possible to talk about someone else without gossiping? What do you think? Yeah. How, what does that look like? Oh, I'm sorry? Sharing, sharing information. Sharing information? Yeah. Yeah, complimenting people. Complimenting people. Yeah, you don't, even have to name names. you don't even have to name names. But yeah, and sometimes you could, like, oh man, you know what, Tim? He's here, so it's not really gossip. But Tim put together this table for me, just like i will put that table together. Guy's awesome, right? Like he doesn't even, I would say that to you, even if he's not here, and I wouldn't feel bad about it, and that. I don't feel like that would be gossiping. Do you? No. Praying with you about your attitude, See, praying, praying with you about your attitude. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's a the first person. It's, you know, it's like you. Yeah. And obviously, like a prayer request, I don't mean to pick on that because you do a prayer request and it's like, oh yeah, so-and-so's in the hospital. How are they doing? Are they still in the hospital? Yeah. But, you know, so-and-so's son, he's just a no-good womanizer. How's that womanizer doing? Right? This is very different, right? That's not my words, okay? Do um, you see the difference? Is that negative. Is If I'm building them up or getting them help. Oh, you know, such and such. Linda, we, they're, they're hooked on drugs. We really got to help them. Right, that doesn't feel like gospel because I'm trying to get them help. Like you know somebody who can help. This person has a problem. I want to be a brother to them and help them get help. But don't trust them, Linda. So and so, he's putting up his nose or something, dude. I don't. I wouldn't give him any money. Right, that's very different feeling. And as a matter of fact, Paul's telling the the church at Rome this. Romans 15 verses one, two, and part of three. It says, we who are strong, so you're gossiping because you feel you're in a stronger point than them or you're trying to put yourself at a stronger point. So Paul's saying, we who are strong have an obligation. Like God is saying, you have to do this. You're you're obligated to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let me stop there a second. Okay, do do you see that? If you see the weakness in another person, good. Now you know your purpose. What is it? What's that? Build them up. up. Encourage them, yeah. Pray for them. Use that power of the tongue, man. Use the power of the tongue to build up and give life. I mean, you two did a great job up there. I love when you sing. Not You're not in a weak place, but I love when you sing too. Nick and I didn't get to hear very much, so it was awesome to have you sing today. Like, and I mean it, man. I'm not just saying that. It was cool. It was really cool. Like, build each other up. Help them, man, because to be 20, early 20s, and to, like, be brave enough to get up there and do that, like, somebody tell them good news on that one, right? Like, oh, that's awesome. That's, like, brave, man. It was awesome. So, okay, I have a job, and that is, man, okay, now start to think about that. Think about how today you can lift up everyone around you who's struggling. Now you've got some things to do. Now you've got some things to do, right? You have an obligation. So then verse 2, let us each, each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. And why do we do that? Because when Christ came as an example, he didn't build himself up. He built those around him up. And he's building us up still by saving us. So if we're actually going to follow him to be Christ followers, then we got to act like he's acting. And then we begin to do that and it happens everywhere. Not just at church. See, it really comes back to, right, Josh? Like we said, man, oh, I feel like, man, maybe you guys will fire me because I just will read all these Bible verses, pray, and in the end, it's always like, you got a heart problem, dude. You got a heart problem. My wife and I talk in and she'll be like, yeah, I think you got a heart problem. I'm like, yeah, I do. Dang, right? Oh, right? But it comes back to that. And the truth is, like what, what was said in Matthew, Matthew 15, right? The, the truth given to us is like what comes out of our mouth. The way that we act, it proceeds from our heart. It tells you what's going on in there. So when I'm tearing you down or wanting to feel important by having news you don't, it means I'm feeling sick inside. I'm feeling insecure inside. I want to feel important, and I don't. Okay, practical helps. Practical helps. Maybe some questions I found that people have asked. Something you can ask yourself. I feel like I want to say something. First question. Would I be telling this story if that person were here? Good question, right? Maybe, maybe not. If not, why not, right? And if there's because you don't want them to know you're saying it, then you should probably not say it. Fair enough? Yeah. So then, am I hiding this conversation? Is it it a whisper? Like, am I? Let me tell you about Josh. Is, Is it a whisper? Is this a conversation that I'm hiding from someone? Am I ashamed of it? And then back to what every good parent tells their kids would you want someone else to talk to you? This talk to you this way or, or talk this way about you if you weren't here, right? That kind of question, would you want to be treated this way? And then another really important question is, are these words loving towards the person I'm talking to? Or are these words loving towards the person we're talking about? Because another thing I didn't put up here, but is quite common, is you'll get caught up in gossip because you just want to fit in and everyone else is doing it. And you become kind of a gossip accomplice. You let it go. Or uh, you add in a little, like, I know what you mean. And then you fade back, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I saw that too, right? Just this gossip accomplice. And so the question is, when I do this, am I putting you in a difficult situation that you don't need to be in? you got your own... You got your own things going on that make you uh, worthy of death. And if Jesus didn't save you, that's where you'd be going, eternal spiritual death. You got enough of that on your own. I don't need to add any on your plate, dude, right? Like, no, I don't need to, I don't need to help you out in that matter. And I, you don't need to help me. See, we can help one another. Proverbs 25 says this, the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. I mean, maybe today I can be a man of understanding to say something to you. Because I'll tell you in my life, I can be so oblivious to what's going on inside of me. What do you, what do you think this means? This verse. A purpose in a man's heart is like deep water. What's that part mean? The purpose is rich and fulfilling. Any other thoughts? It motivates them. I'm sorry, someone's back here unfathomable? Yeah. Something intimate. So I think about the first part. Anyone ever lost something in a body of water that you couldn't find because it was small and the body of water was really big? So I think oftentimes we're not aware of what's going on inside. It's so deep. There's so much there that you often don't know why you do the things that you do. And really, maybe, maybe even a, another level of awareness is simply saying something going on that's not humble or not right inside me because I act this way, but I have no idea in that ocean of what's going on inside of me
1: what it is and where it
0: is. but it's saying a person of understanding. Because isn't it easy? It's so easy to see other people's stuff and so hard to see your own. And you can use that in a positive way. Right? Remember, when it talked about the plank in your own eye and the speck in your brother's, it says deal with your plank first, then help your brother. So if I'm in a constant activity of dealing with the plank in my eye, I can help you from a loving way to say, ooh, where's that coming from? Anyone ever have that done for them? Someone's like, ah, oh, like, right, I, you've done that for me at times, a lot, yeah. Hmm, Like, where is that coming from? And, and it can be hard, but, but I, I think of it like drawing out, right? It's, it's not a single act. It's not always like, oh, well, I'm here. Boom, there it is. Solved your problems. No, it's like, oof. Brandon, we're going to have to dig this out, man. We're going to have to, you know, what's the term when they look for a body in the lake bed? We're going we're to have to do that. We're going to have to like filter all the water through. We're going to have to take a big old, like your, your fish tank or whatever, right? Like dredging it. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. We're going to have to dredge through this for a while, bro, and get what's going on. But I want to be for you that man of understanding that's not emotionally connected, that can get to like, wow, why am I acting this way? Do you see how that can be helpful? in so many matters, but also in gossip, in slander. So if I find myself in a situation where gossip is happening, or slander, or busybody-like behaviors occurring, I can simply say this. Here's a good counseling trick, right? What happens if you're, like, you're gossiping, right? You're going to get defense. So here's a little coaching for you, Okay. The coaching says this. You can say something along the lines like, I think we might be crossing the line into gossip here. Is there another, another way to say it? We can help each other out? Don't say it. It's going to hurt someone. Okay. But I'm talking if you're in a situation where you feel like the conversation is going away that you see is not honoring God or building people up. So to over, overshadow it with positivity. Someone said something over here? Stop it. Yeah, but, but yeah, and so I, these are all really great, and I think that's so huge, but could you, could you envision, can you visualize and see how we can help each other out? Because in churches, man, it is what church started out and what it is now has so many generations that have added to it, right? It's become this beast that it wasn't at first, And some of those things are necessary and good, and others are hurtful. And I think one of those is this. You combine it with a more, you know, sedentary, idle culture, critical. We teach critical thinking to our kids, and then once they're 18, we expect them not to be judgmental of everything and everyone. It doesn't work horribly judgmental, and our sinful nature already made us that way anyway. Our system is encouraging it. Everyone knows what's going on with the Kardashians when... That is none of your business, right? This is what is happening. So inevitably, all the places that we go, your workplaces, if you're involved in activities, if you if you, a teacher, a student, you play tennis or golf or hike, when these things happen, we have a chance. We have an opportunity to change the environment by simply saying, you know, I think we're crossing the line here. And then you guys can do this. You can change the direction. You can change your mind. You can practice doing differently. It might be hard at first, kind of like our first date going out. And you're like, can't talk about kids. And then now the ministry, it's a whole other thing. Can't talk about our kids and ministry. After a while, we just get over and we talk about whatever's on our heart. But, but you know, you you try to. You've got to navigate your way. And most of our gatherings tend to fall into these gossip situations. And here's the problem. Ultimately, like anyone who's addicted to anything, if the group you're with doesn't agree or they don't or they want to continue practicing gossip, you might have to change groups. You might not have to go to that place anymore. You might have to use wisdom to not be in that environment. Oh, man, I belong to this gym and it's like the worst. Go- well, what time do you go? Maybe you need to go a different time if you can't change the environment or change gyms or change yourself, Right? So we're 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 modeling this. Uh, we want to model this the best we can. And I I'm telling you, I can fall into that gossip too. And it's hard now because everyone's, you know, everyone thinks has to come to this head. So you know what's going on with everyone, and you're like, I don't know when to say that's okay. You tell me that, and when to say, I don't think you need to tell me that. Becomes a particular challenge for me that I'm continuing to pray about. If you find me gossiping, please say, "Will I think." We're crossing the line to gossip. I need your help. I don't want to be that. We're talking about that at home, and we're talking about practical things, right? Like, what can we do practically? If I'm not spending my time in other people's business, what do I do instead? Okay, so take action to help somebody. And you can even turn that. I noticed this about this person. And instead of just gossiping or complaining about it, I might try to go and, and help or be involved in life. Yeah. I, I want you to help me answer this question because I think you can help the other people around you. What can we do instead? Let's flip this thing on its head. Now, what if we could flip this a little bit on its head? What if each one of you could begin to see that you are ministers of the gospel? Right, The good news of Jesus, you're a living example, and it's touched your life in ways it didn't touch me. So as much as I'm glad you bring a friend here and we, they can sing with us and hear this, their life will not be transformed if you don't get into it. Amen. Okay, Everything you do from eating, even at Taco Bell, not just Chick-fil-A, Christian activity can happen. Okay, You can do that. You can do golf. You can do tennis to share your life with other people. So what kind of things can we do if I'm not spending time meddling in other people's business? Yeah. Oh, she says, work in, if you work in the nursery, it's good because the babies don't gossip bad. You never get any gossip in there. So, Yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's really good. I mean, and that's it, right? Oh, Pastor Will's going to get us to work in the church. You could. Have you seen the dang walls in here, how much they need to be wiped down? Would you come on in and wipe the walls down? I'd love it. Teach a, Teach a second grade class? You'll hear lots of gossip. Lots of gossip. Well, that's, gossip. that's true. It's true. Yeah. Can you, can you your own race? Run your own race. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. so what she's saying is, you know, if you stay in your own lane, you've got a race to run. You've got everything that's right in front of you. Deal with that. And she likened that, you know, like if you're driving and having teenagers, right, you've been dealing with this too. And so my kids, you start to say, it's going to be hard for you not to turn with your head, right? Like, like you go, you see the semi there and you're watching the semi, you're, you're going to shift your hands if you're not careful. So you've got to stay in your own lane, right? And in turn... Teaching my son, as teaching him to drive, I had to tell him, like, I know that every time you see a car, you want to freak out and think, are they going to do something wrong? You can't drive like that. you got to keep driving like they're going to stop, but be ready for them not to, right? Now, in life, that's different. You're going to see people. They'll come into your lane, and they can bang you up. That's where you got to trust God. you got to stay in your lane. And Yeah, thank you. Yes. Yeah, you're bringing up a good point, right? We all have these gifts and passions. And so it's probably someone who gossips a lot or gets in other people's business, it's probably a weak move for a person whose strength is loving and caring for people. That's kind of what you're saying. So why not harness that for the good, right? Like get into people's lives in a good way directly. Nothing wrong with me getting into your life, but what's wrong is for me to get into Jim's life to talk about your life right? Yeah. I mean, see, there's so many things, like like Reggie, like doing Meals on Wheels, right? Stuff like that. You're like, hey, I can kind of give back. Uh, um, man, food banks, community pregnancy centers, places like that. You know, go into the park, share your idea about, you know, with the library and, and some of that stuff. You've been subbing at schools. I mean, we can, we can do these things. There's heroes in the Bible, women who prayed, Like, so much they prayed, right? And men who prayed so much, they had calloused knees. Like, we need that. Like, share your life with others. It says we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works. There's also commands for older men and women to support younger women, right? Younger men and women. You pray. You sing praises to Jesus. Like, all of those things. You begin to see that? And I think we can build off of this going forward. But I think if we can simply be at, be aware of this and ask some more questions so that when Christ comes back, he doesn't find us practicing these things that he had Paul and others and James speak against. And, and I want to share my heart with you about it. One, that that gossip is bad, and I wish we could eradicate it, but getting into people's lives, I, I think there's a slippery so- slope there, and so we must help one another. And we have to continually, we have this gift of the Holy Spirit, and depending on the background you came from, you might talk about the Holy Spirit as just like this manifestation of magical things, right, depending on the background, like all these miraculous things happen, or That's weird and we don't talk about it, right? And somewhere in between. We're kind of an in-between group of people here where God can do whatever he wants, but I'm telling you the most important thing that the Holy Spirit will do when he takes up residence in you is he's gonna be your helper. He is gonna be the one to help you search your heart. He's gonna be the one to help you walk this out differently. He is gonna be the agent of change. And so praise God for all miraculous things that he can do. I love that, but what, what's more important, a miraculous thing is he can take somebody who is faltering and, and going towards eternal separation from God and their life is falling apart and he can change that person into a son or daughter of God. Okay, I want the worship team to come up. Come on back up. Um, so this song is typically just a good a good time for reflection. And what I would invite you to do is I'm going to pray and invite you to get in your own lane here. And then if somebody in the lane next to you needs someone to put a hand on them and pray for them, do that too. But, but right now, I think... Uh, I'm told a lot of times when you when you quit some bad habit, they find it helpful to replace it with a new habit. So I think if idleness and gossip is your, your habit, you're going to have to do something to keep your hands a little busy. I don't necessarily know what that is in your life, but God does. And I say this not with a finger down at you, because something that God has just been, oh, man, it's he's speaking to my mind and my heart this simple truth, like, Will, if you could start to fathom just even a little bit more the mission that I've given you. I know that can be a hijacked word, but the mission that he's given me, the purpose that he's given me. Every day when I woke up, if I could see, if I could get, no matter what's happening, if I can go back to that, like, And the end of that mission is this. I get to be with him. And everything is going to work itself out. Like, if I could just get a little bit more of that, what do you think would come out of me? What do you think would? I would overflow with the love of Christ? Yeah. What else? What else? What is it? might Might see myself more clearly. You'd walk a little more upright. I'm one of those people that I don't always let the full breath out. Is that anyone else? I'm like a terrible mouth breather, you know, and like, and sometimes I'll just sigh, and if I'm frustrated, it's even a louder sigh, and Brandon's like, what's wrong, Right? but I feel like I half-breathe all the time. But I think if I really took that in, I would breathe it all out. There'd be joy. But this isn't just about me. Oh, I was gonna turn it on me. Yeah, I am. It's you too. That's That's what all I wanna pray is, Lord, could you help us, all of us? Just to get a little bit more of a taste, man. I mean, oh, just a little bit more of a taste of the purpose and the mission that we're on. That we would just receive it and then all that would overflow out of us, the love. (laughs) The only person we need to climb on to get to the top is Jesus not each other. Okay. It's too many words. Let me pray now. Father, I, forgive me for being so many of those things on the list. Forgive us for losing sight of what's important. And and so, Lord, I pray this in confidence because I know it's your will. I know if us, every man, every woman here, if we could Just get a little bit more. Just receive a little bit more of this truth, of this mission, of this purpose. We could just breathe. Our spirit could just let go. Our soul could untie. And we could just receive your love and your light. And that spirit would just fill us, Lord, and out of us would come your love and your peace and your joy. And everywhere we go, we would just, we would just stink of the goodness of you, God. Please, Lord. Reveal to your, yourself to us more and show us this purpose and this goodness. I pray this, Jesus, because you won the victory and you have all authority in heaven and earth. In your name I pray, amen.